0: So now let's go ahead and start diving into phase two. So in previous episode, we did talk about phase one. We've also talked about the overview and just the uh, concept of the client's journey here. So um, now we're going into phase two. So what's phase two? Uh, what's that look like?
1: And let's dive in a little bit here. Phase two is the build phase. So the, the, the purpose of phase two is to help the individual, to help the client build confidence and competence with one-on-one support. And what that means is... So we went through the assessing. We figured out what are the right things for you to be doing. Now we need to help you build the confidence in a few things. One, that you can show up consistently. Right, That's a piece of it. Oh, for sure. It's a huge piece. There's Mm -hmm. the accountability aspect. So you need to start building confidence in yourself. That You know what? I can do this thing, even though I've tried everything else, Mm -hmm. even though I've done X, Y, and Z, even though I've failed in the past, I can do this. We also need to build confidence in your ability to move safely, to execute the movements, regardless of what the movements might be, right? If you have an injury or you have, you know, if you're the type of person who my back hurts all the time, my back always hurts. We need to build confidence in your ability to do anything, right? A deadlift, a deadlift is just you bending over to pick something up off of the floor Mm -hmm. to tie your shoe. Mm -hmm. You can consider that a hinge pattern or a deadlift. We need to rebuild confidence in your ability to do those things without elevated levels of irritation that are interpreted as pain. Mm-hmm. So we need to build confidence in your ability to show up, your ability to move, and then to move relatively pain-free. Okay? We never say entirely, not never. I try to avoid entirely pain-free because maybe you're coming with some sort of like you have a long history of chronic back pain. There's going to be a chance that through the process, regardless of where we're at, we create irritation where you're like, my back really hurts. It is a part of the process. If we're trying to increase your capacity, there's likely going to be a point in there where we over irritate the tissue. So we okay. have to this is where it's helpful to understand is this really pain? Like I've hurt myself pain, mm-hmm. or is this just am I is is the tissue irritated, irritated beyond the beyond where I would like it to? And it will repair, it will feel better within a few days, a mm-hmm. few weeks, whatever the thing yeah. is. Okay. So is this an injury or is this irritation? Okay. For most people, most of the time, they have irritation. For sure. Now, yes, irritation prolonged over time can become injury. Yeah, it can result, yeah. So we got to build confidence in your ability to show up, your ability to move without the pain that was keeping you from doing all of the things that you wanted to do in the first place. And then we have to build the confidence that you can see whatever the movement might be that we're trying to execute. Because remember, the exercise is really just a vehicle for you to live a better life out there. Mm -hmm. So exercises have names. Oh, right. Yeah. There's an RDL. So many, there's a deadlift. Yeah. There's a sumo deadlift. There's a single leg deadlift. What are all of these things? There's a split stand. There's all of the things. There's a Jefferson curl. Oh yeah. Can you see the name of an exercise and be confident in your ability to execute it safely, effectively to elicit the stimulus, the response that we're trying to get to without Someone being there to coach you through every piece of the movement. Mm. That's confidence. Okay. Okay. So your, conf- your confidence and your ability to execute the movement safely. The competence then helps us determine, do you have a certain level of autonomy? Autonomy being going back to that programming, right? If I'm writing you custom programming, because we know that the best way for you to achieve your goals is to have programming that's specific for you, Mm -hmm. rather than everyone's going to do snatches today. right? Maybe Billy doesn't ever need to do a snatch. Okay, but our model is that everyone does the same thing. All right, so what do we need to do here? We need to make some changes. We got to make sure that Billy knows if we're going to have snatches programmed for the group conditioning piece, you're going to use a dumbbell all the time Mm. because your goals are more in alignment with being able to extend the hips, move a load from the ground overhead in one fluid movement without pain or restriction. So you need to know if this movement shows up, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. There's a level of competence in that, right? So I need to know how do I do the things that are most appropriate for me if something in a group dynamic should show up that is not? How do I move uh, safely, effectively, efficiently without a ton of guidance? And then how do I become able to work through this programming, this this series, the things that I need to do on my own without – you know, a ton of one-on-one support. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of phase two. And the length of that, the answer is it depends.
0: Mm.
1: Where are you coming from? How old are you? What have you done in the past? Where are you coming from? I mean, like, what have you done in the past? Yeah,
0: like whether you've done like a YMCA or uh, wherever it is. Yeah, are or, you a
1: collegiate athlete? Yeah. Are you 25 now with no pain, restrictions, mm. uh, limitations. It may only take us three sessions to six sessions to help you build a level of confidence and competence that you could step into the, the group portion mm. with a high level of autonomy because you have such a high training age. Mm. You may be 20 years uh, removed from any sort of exercise and when you were doing it, it was jazzercise or sweating to the oldies. Nice. Okay. That was one of the first exercise videos I ever did with my mom. Really? Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, (laughs) Pretty much everything that you can think of, like for the at-home exercise videos. Billy Blanks, Tybo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. double time. (laughs) (laughs) Hundred percent. Yep.
0: I think my dad or my mom—I can't remember which one did it—but used to do those. Do you remember those good times? Billy
1: Blanks, um, Tybo, the like the Total Gym, so Mm -hmm. the at-home, the Bowflex. Oh, Bowflex. Yep. um, All of them uh p90x oh, insanity yeah. <laughs> all of it you know to the to their credit the ab ripper x is still one of the most like intense, intense
0: Dude, it sits gnarly
1: yeah it's pretty gnarly ab workouts yeah. so um but again going back to the type of person that's yeah. going to do that that was not a good fit for my mom because what would happen is she did did it get her moving yes mm-hmm. was it too much for her based on where she was at in her fitness journey Yeah. So what she would do is she would do a day, be so sore and demolished for four days that then she could do another day on day four, have the same experience. And after two weeks, she's like, Mm. I have to work. Mm -hmm. I got kids to raise. I don't have I can't do this. I can't be so sore that I can't move or do my job or get Mm -hmm. up off of the toilet. So she just quit. That is not helping anybody build confidence and competence that becomes another thing that they feel like they've wasted their money on, they've wasted their time on, their energy on that just another reason that they specifically can't be successful. Mm-hmm. So, one-on-one support, you coming in, us building something for you to help you get you there. Again, if you're that high school or excuse me if you're that college graduate who was an athlete, you did all the things, that might take you 3 to 6 sessions. Mm-hmm. We're just checking in. We're making sure that you have all of the tools that you need to be successful next. If you're 20 years removed and you only did sweat into the oldies or you're tempted to do P90X, you've never touched free weights, kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, Mm -hmm. that might take you 24 sessions. Awesome. Where you're going to be at the end of that is in such a position that you can step into the next phase and have the ability and the confidence, the confidence to know that, you know what, I can do this. I still need support. I still want support. And it's not all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not as intense and intense being intensive as it was in phase two. Right. You may get to a point where you never want to be autonomous, or you may never be autonomous. That's also okay. Mm-hmm. That's what personal training is for. That's what, you know, individual design, things like that are for. So we're building confidence. You're getting the support that you need. You got the confidence that you can crush it. You can go out and live life out in the wild. You can mow your lawn. You can play with your kids and know that you're, you have a, uh, a decreased risk of pain, problem, injury. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's a. That's a big piece is that building confidence aspect is because a lot of people hear that and like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need anybody to teach me movement, but you really do. Like I used to work out the why when I first started getting into the fitness industry, like in fitness stuff um, and w- training and doing all that kind of thing. And I was experienced because I had sports when I was in high school and I've done those things. So I've deadlifted I've, but I was not comfortable when I deadlift, I, I wish I could pull the video. And if I were to go back, I would slap the living crap out of myself. But the way I was deadlifting was not – I had no competency. I was just pulling the weight up and just like, you know, do what I got to do to get the weight up. Yeah. And But I remember when I started to notice those things, I wasn't comfortable deadlifting at the gym. And it, I wasn't comfortable doing some of these things and I like arms and stuff like that because like, I just didn't understand how that stuff worked. Um. So – but it made me start to pull away from the gym and not being there, not wanting to go there. I much rather do, you know, run. I became yep. a runner for a long time. But it's, it is important to have that confidence, and it is a part of the puzzle. You yep. want to, when you grab a dumbbell and you got to do whatever it is or a kettlebell, you're like, heck yeah, I'm gonna throw this bad boy around. I'm gonna yeah. do it proudly, and that's part of the process.
1: You want to know that you can do it safely, effectively, yeah. and efficiently, right? You can use the tool to accomplish the task. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's understanding what a hammer is for. It's understanding what a wrench is for, and knowing that a screw does not need a hammer. <laughs>
0: I won't, I, I will argue. I'll be like, "Well, I uh, could,", I mean, could. <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. It's counterproductive, or it's not going to get the task done when you're using obviously a hammer for a screw. Yeah, like, it's it's they don't mate, they don't match.
1: No, they don't match. Yeah, they don't, they don't match. But um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So phase two, then in that nutshell idea or that overview is about building confidence, yep. understanding, you know, what movements are, recognizing them going like, I can look at that or that's part of the competency, excuse me. So, well, they go hand in hand. Yep. Is that, well, is it? Yep, okay. It's confidence and competence. Okay. So it's the idea of just the ability to recognize movements, do the thing and know that you're doing it correctly and don't have to be like, Oh no, what was that? Wait, what's yep. that? Or, oh, I didn't disrock. So it's just building the competence and competence. That way you're like, okay, I'm feeling good. I know what I'm doing. I can rock this out. Yep. Sweet. Uh, is there any last comments you want to mention on phase two that are important to think about um, that someone should know about?
1: Um, just that. Going back to a conversation we had earlier, right? Square pegs, round holes. Mm -hmm. That is as long as it needs to be for you as an individual. Mm -hmm. And avoiding the expectation that you should be able to do X, Y, Z faster. You should, I should already know these things. Mm -hmm. Is avoiding that is one of the... Fastest ways to allow yourself to progress, right? Going back to the white belt mentality, mm-hmm. assume that there is something, even if you have been doing it for a while, right? Let's say you're that college kid who did high school sports, used the weight room at high school or at college. Um, you show up, assume that there is something about the thing that you've been doing that you do not know. Mm. You know, I have conversations with people in the gym uh, this week and last week. The old adage, right, for squatting—a great example—how um, they used to coach the movement is never let your knees go over your toes. Oh yeah, I remember that was a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. stop at parallel and yep. never let your knees go over your toes. Why? Because they believe that if your knees, if if you had the force of the of your knees going over your toes, it increased your likelihood of degenerating the tissue. Um being your ACL, your meniscus, yeah. um the the, the PCL, all that stuff. The all of it. The stuff the what is it? What am I thinking of? The cartilage. Yeah, the in crucial the knee. ligaments and the yeah. cartilage, yeah. So that's what they used to believe. What they never took into account or what they failed to see is that most of the time that you spend out in the wild, you are living with your knees over your toes. Mm-hmm. Every step that you take is you putting your knee Over your toe. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: when you sit down on the toilet.
1: Your knee, well, hopefully your knee goes over your toe, unless you're like, (laughs) I'm not really sure how that would work, but yeah, yeah, no,
0: your knee goes over your toe when you sit down on the toilet.
1: Very simply, every step you take. If you're running, your knee is going over your toe. Mm -hmm. So by by us training a pattern that is not representative of how we will move out in the real world, we create a potential for pain, injury, mm-hmm. irritation, right? Because if you're in a perfect circumstance, if you're in a vacuum, if you're in the gym, right? Yeah, I can control my knees not going over my toes. Are you going to take that same level of awareness and control to every single movement that you do every, everywhere out in, the, in life? Not a chance. No, absolutely not. So assume if you're coming into this, maybe there's something about the way that I'm moving, the things that I'm doing that I do not know. You know, the the high school, uh, the high school athlete is not entirely at fault because the way that they teach kids how to lift in high school is for the most part. And this isn't always it's it's getting better.
0: Oh, Yeah. It slowly but surely is developing for sure.
1: The way that I was taught how to lift. Oh God! Right, and this wasn't all that long ago. No, it yeah, was, you know, I mean, it was 20 years ago now, which is longer well, than I Almost as old liked as I am. Live. But um, it was it. They did the best they could. I believe that they did the best they could with the information they had at the mm. time. No, for sure. Right, but going back to the squatting analogy, it was put the bar on your back, look up at this bar right here, keep your eyes up, which was a way for them to tell you, keep your chest up and stop at parallel. Mm -hmm. What that did not do is teach anybody how to move well. And it created a ton of issues that we now have to train over or retrain or train out as an adult.
0: No, for sure. Um, And just a quick little like, note with that because like uh first like i'm in the same situation when i was in high school we did power queens we did do deadlifts we did do bench we did just power queens oh oh my god (laughs) i won't get on the tangent but yeah i i can remember what i was taught then i can remember seeing what others did and to know how the power queen works and just all the stuff i do now i am like oh my god um but with that idea of the open-mindedness or like coming in being coachable or willing to learn uh, is definitely very valuable. And it's something that I look back to uh, when I was a high school athlete. Um, I didn't have, or I guess the best way to phrase this is when I was in high school, I had the success I did because I was always willing to sit there and listen and take the value. um, No matter whether they were right or wrong, even if it was like, this is not right. But I would always be willing to take it, learn it use it and it gave it my success i mean at the end of the day, i was my goal was to get all conference in football my senior year i got all conference because what i did was i listened to the coaches i listened to their cues their corrections their advice whatever it was where they're trying to teach me and it's what got me to where i wanted to be yeah um but without that willingness i don't believe or imagine i wouldn't have gotten where i would have been yeah um, without that for sure um, and so it's that's and that's a sports reference but that goes along with even life um any stuff you've taught me stuff Seth's taught me stuff people have taught me uh Ben Bergeron <laughs> but podcasts listen to podcasts, stuff like that I'm always willing to listen to it no matter who it is or what it is just to learn yeah um and that stuff if you're willing to learn that's a big that's a big piece to it yeah. So I, on the flip
1: side of that, I've learned stuff from you. I've learned stuff yeah. from stuff. I've, I've learned, I le- I can learn something from somebody who's never uh, exercised before. Oh, for sure. On day one when they show up. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. It, it, Jordan Peterson talks about it. Like always come into the, the conversation assuming that someone else knows something that you don't. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's uh that, that brings it right back to what you're saying is when you go into that second phase, be, be willing to learn. Yeah. Whether, whether it is you have, you know, some, some competency, you have some knowledge, yep. just take whatever's given to you, learn, uh, get that, uh, out of that.
1: Yeah. And to be accurate, you know, based on everything we've talked about so far, most of the people that get to that position right. with us, they're very open and willing for uh, sure, to for learn. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so Phase two. Any other things we wanna touch on before we start moving into the the third phase. Purpose is
1: help you build confidence and competence with one on one support.
0: Right on. So that takes us right into the final phase. Final phase.
1: Final phase. Which is not really a final phase. No, it's actually cyclical. Right? It's just phase three.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, it continuously goes.
1: So this is the accomplished phase. Mm -hmm. The the purpose of this phase is for you to start to, to feel like you're crushing the things that you set out to crush at the very beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So whether it's the losing 100 pounds, whether it's getting out of pain, whether it's you know uh, being able to play with your kids without feeling like you're out of breath, climbing the stairs without being out of breath. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to this phase, you should start to see and feel some of those measurables get in alignment it it won't if you're you know if it's a, to lose 100 pounds it's not going you're not going to be there yet after six weeks
0: right yeah okay. for, for sure
1: but we're starting to build better habits we're starting to learn how to move well we're starting to get some extra like I like can exercise without pain it doesn't bother me um and i'm starting to lose some weight mm-hmm. you're accomplishing the goals that you had it's not accomplished with a d Right, like you're done, done. Yeah, it's accomplished. It's the hey. When I started, my back was a was my back pain was in a seven or an eight out of ten every single day, and now it's a six, which is huge, which is absolutely huge. Because even if it's even if it was a seven, and now it's a six point five yeah. after six weeks, we've moved the needle that far. What else is available to you now? Mm-hmm. Because you're accomplishing the things you set out. Now your belief structure change changes. Mm-hmm. M- many people who get lost in that gap between health and fitness, they're under the impression that their life cannot get better. The things that they want to do are not accomplishable because they've tried all of the things and they've failed. They were unable to accomplish the tasks and the goals that they set out to initially accomplish. Mm-hmm. How many stories of people do you know who had surgery on their shoulder their back backs are are particularly um known for this mm. right they had some chronic back pain they were told you have a bulging disc go have surgery and it's going to help mm. only to find out whoop, maybe 6 months later mm-hmm. Five years later, their back still hurts them. It still bothers them. They have the same level of irritation. They went under the knife. They did all the things that they were supposed to do, and the pain is still there. Mm-hmm. That is very common. Is
0: a very like that situation occurs more often than it should yeah. for what what it's supposed to provide.
1: Right. It's there's a belief to it, right? So mm-hmm. there's a belief that I I'm no I'm not able to do this. I'm not able to get out of pain. Um, You know, there was a really interesting study that was just done. Um, It was called a sham, sham surgeries. Okay. okay. So they had orthoscopic, they did back and knees. Mm. What they did was they actually performed the orthoscopic surgery on half of the people. Ooh, okay. The other half, they just made an incision. (laughs) Okay. When they both got out, both groups, both groups, said that they had the same improvement in pain reduction and range of motion huh interesting the sham surgery showed the same results Results. for pain reduction and ability to live life as the people who actually had the orthoscopic intervention like yeah this is the power of belief Mm. this is why pain is more than just A reality. Mm -hmm. There is. It's a psychol. There is a piece of pain that is psychological. Oh, for sure. And it's a belief. Yeah. So it's the same thing with being overweight. It's all of these things. Is you create the belief that this is the way that my life is. Mm -hmm. So by assessing you, building confidence, helping you start to accomplish, we can start to change the way that you believe about your life. Mm -hmm. It's no longer that I'm just going to be overweight because my parents were overweight, their parents were overweight and that's just how my life's going to be it has to be this way Mm, okay no it does not right it can be different we're going to show you that it's different in phase three you're going to start accomplishing you've done all the things that you needed to do you've shown up the way that you want to show up and now you're starting to see that this can be better Mm -hmm. I have the tools I can start to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish excellent your life can change it may take us a few iterations to go through that process, right? Because once we start to accomplish things, there's a point in time where, you know, the law of diminishing returns, where if we do the same thing over and over and over and over,
0: oh yeah, it'll yeah.
1: work for a little while. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, that prescription needs to be updated. Maybe because you've gained range of motion, right? Your flexibility improved. You've gotten stronger. If you start off and you've never lifted weights and you lift five pounds, you're going to like, oh, man, my, my, my bicep's starting to grow. Yeah, for if sure. If you lift five pounds every single day for a year, there's going to be a point in time, that I stops, don't know when, yeah. where you're, you're no longer getting the positive benefits because you've created such a level of adaptation to the training. Right, mm. Your body's like, hey, I figured out what we're going to do here. You're not loading it anymore. You're not changing up the rep schemes. You're just doing five pounds for sets of 10 like you always have been. Mm we're we've we've maxed out our adaptation with the current level of stimulus that you've provided so we need to iterate we need to change we need to improve maybe it's going to eight pounds maybe it's changing up the rep scheme whatever the thing is we need to reassess to know what the next best step is that's why we go through the cyclical process we're going to accomplish and you're going to get there for a period of time it could be six weeks could be 12 weeks could be a year most likely it's not going to be that long. So we believe every six to 12 weeks, it makes sense for us to get back together, reassess where you're at, Mm -hmm. build confidence by creating a new plan, getting that one-on-one support, Mm -hmm. and then you're accomplishing your goals again. We reassess, rebuild, accomplish, assess, build, accomplish that's why, that's the process. That's why phase three is so, phase three is so important because it allows you to start making good on the things that you said were most important to you, which helps you change the way that you believe your life can be.
0: So when we look at accomplish, would you say that's that's where we start to see the the money? I guess is a good way to phrase it, but that's where we start to see, okay, hey, heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah kind of deal. Is that is that the best way to look at that Accomplish phase.
1: Yeah, that's where you start. That's where you can really start to see the uh, the returns on your investment. Okay. Okay. It's the old, you know, the one thing I, a, a long time ago. It was. It takes people who barely see you four weeks to notice a change. It takes your good friends eight weeks to notice a change, and it takes you twelve weeks to notice a change. I haven't heard that before. That's that's like that. So yes. You're starting to make good on your investment. You're starting to get an ROI. That's the point. That's a piece of the point of the accomplishment. Okay. Yeah. Right. Component of it. Like, okay. Yeah, dude. Look, this is working for me. Yeah. This is great. Now, to be entirely transparent, that accomplish phase also involves setbacks.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. It happens. We need to normalize setbacks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's. That, that's actually a very important point is a lot of people don't understand is whether it is an injury or pain does come about or we fall off the wagon, whatever it is, yep. setbacks happen in training, in the gym and doing all this stuff. But just like life, they happen as well.
1: Yeah. Setbacks happen in life. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, so training, whatever it is, you know, if we're, if we're working to help you get out of pain, uh, without going to the doctor or missing the gym. Mm hmm. At some point in time, it's reasonable to assume that you are going to, like we've talked about, have that level of irritation that leads you to believe, you know what, this is back up to a seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, understood. Here's the things that we need to do. And now our goal is how do we decrease the time to get you back to a six from what it would have been in the past? And it's highly unlikely that the answer is just stop doing the thing. Right. Okay because yes maybe on that day specific day there's a ton of factors that go into pain right how did you sleep what's your stress like stress is a huge oh, indicator yeah. manifests itself as physical pain mm-hmm. what is your nutrition like all of, like what has your loading been lo- like what have you done did you go out and um, you know run a 5k this weekend mm-hmm. because you felt so damn good <laughs> which is awesome i yeah. love that but now we can understand here's the picture of why your knee is irritating you again on monday mm-hmm. Um, If it's weight loss, anyone who's ever gone through a significant or substantial weight loss or body composition change understands that the graph goes up and down the whole time.
0: Oh, 100%. I've lost 90 pounds and I went back up 40, and then I lost another 30, and I gained 15, and now I'm back to like where I initially was like the 190, 185 area, but that was from 265 to 170 to 230. It was a back, it was not a Oh, this is super easy and done and sealed,
1: <laughs> yeah, the trend line over time goes down, yeah right, just like yeah. the trend line of pain over time goes down. I'm in the same boat, you know uh since December mm-hmm. when I was twenty five it was super easy for me to lose weight mm-hmm. like I shit you not, man, within a month i could I could drop ten to fifteen pounds and shred out,
0: yeah. Whew.
1: And it was like it was, it was like I could keep my muscle mass, I could lose the body fat, and it was easy for me to accomplish. At 32, excuse me, almost 33, 33. <laughs> since December, I've lost 12 pounds. Yeah. And every, almost every day, the the line goes up, it goes back, it goes up, it goes down. If mm-hmm. I pay attention, if my only measure of progress is my weight over that time, like on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, shit, I haven't gotten anywhere. Yeah. But then I look at it from, oh, I started in December, the end of December, right? So in five months, here's what I've been able to accomplish. Yeah. We need that long game, right? That long perspective. And it's normalizing the fact, back to the point, it's normalizing the fact that if I'm trying to lose weight, I'm going to have days where I'm heavier, days where I'm lighter, Right. Male or female. It does not it does, matter. Yeah, it does not. Right. What'd you do last night? What'd you eat? Mm-hmm. Have you been exercising regularly? Sleep? Yeah. All of the things. Did oh. you take a dump yet? <laughs> yeah. All it- of it. So we need to normalize that as part of the entire process. Is there, yes, you are likely going to have setbacks. Not every single day is going to feel like progress. Yeah.
0: You're not going to have the PR, the progress, the accomplish, or the, the goal is not going to be hit every single day for sure.
1: Yep. Most people, uh, you know, with, with those things, people lose context, you know, especially with pain. Mm-hmm. So most of the time people who have been dealing with chronic pain, have been dealing with it for a long time. Mm. It could be 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. Uh, Same thing with weight management. Right. They start doing something new. They get a little bit of success. And they believe that this is going to be the thing that actually works. Mm. They hit a roadblock. They have a setback. And they have one of two choices to make. They can either decide that this thing is evidence for why I'm just not meant to lose the weight, why it's so much harder for me than everyone else, why I can't get out of pain, which is what most people do. Or they can decide that this is a normal part of growth and of progress and of me getting to my goals, is this happens. Mm -hmm. How do I get back to progress, right? Well, we go back through our phases of our client journey. Yeah. So like did we go back to assessing, all right, why did you hit this plateau? Why is pain showing back up for you now? What confidence do we need to build? What needs to change? What support do you need? And then how do we get you back to accomplishing the goal that we initially started with? Mm. We need to normalize that this is a a long game and fitness, when done well, is a lifetime endeavor. Mm. For
0: sure. Yeah. And I think that's that's another thing that a lot of people get is like, I'll do it for a couple months and I'll be good to go. And yeah. It's like, no, you have to invest into it for the long game. And it looks like that. It looks different for everyone and to different degrees, but that's the idea. Is it should be something you're doing three years from now, yeah, four years from now, twenty years from now, whatever that is.
1: And the person that you know has been dealing with the pain or the weight or whatever for twenty years, mm-hmm. understand that it's going to take you. A long time to resolve that issue.
0: Yeah, longer than what you're going to think.
1: If your goal is to come in and I want to completely remove, alleviate my back pain in three months, and you've been dealing with it for 20 years. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that it is highly unlikely that that happens. Mm. Here's what we can expect. Here's here's the positives you can expect and the negatives you can expect. And then there's going to be a bunch of things that we don't know yet Mm. that could happen. Are you comfortable... With this taking five years, are you comfortable with it taking a year, two years, whatever? Are you comfortable with, you know, uh, putting in work for six weeks and not feeling any improvement until the day after your six week mark? Mm -hmm. Because most likely that is what it's going to take for you. Are you willing to invest that time, effort and energy into accomplishing that thing or have you decided that this is just going to be another thing to show you why you can't lose weight, why you can't get out of pain, why it's just harder for you than it is for everyone else?
0: That sent some, this has, this has some like, chills down my spine. I was who, who. But no, that that is a big component of it, though, is getting that realization, that understanding Um, I don't know why I'm whispering, so I'll talk. I'll raise my voice a little bit. (laughs) I just realized I was doing that. Um, Dramatic effect. Yeah, I guess I was adding some drama. I was was still feeling uh, those words there. But that is part of the process, though, is having a good understanding. And I like how um, throughout each piece that we've talked about over these episodes and over these podcasts with this process is – there's expectations and understandings that are established to give you a better understanding as a new client. Um, And I think that's very important because it can be tough to understand, especially if you haven't been training for 20 years, or Mm -hmm. if you've never even touched a gym ever, um, you might not know how this process works or what to expect. And I think that's very important. Um, And so I think that's really cool. It's about the process is it's, it's not just like, yeah, this is what it looks like. It's a cool picture. No, there's a there's depth to it. There's a reason behind it. There's a framework behind it. And it's to get the client to where they want to go, to where they want to be, to whatever their goal is. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. So before we do any last little bit of things, is there anything on the phase three that you want to reiterate or uh, talk about real quick?
1: Nope. I feel good about it.
0: Awesome. So phase three was the accomplish phase. So we've gotten all three now. We have the assess, we have build, and we have accomplish. Um, you've already touched on a lot, and I think this is a good way to conclude everything. Um, is the idea of like I can't say this word very correctly, but the c- c- cyclical, cyclical, cyclical. Um, but the idea that this process continues yep. and goes around and around and around. Um, and I think this is a little, I think this is, it'll be beneficial to wrap things up by talking about that and just giving a little bit more insight to why it's that way, um, the importance of it. Um, and you don't have to get too crazy. We've talked a lot about it already, but just to wrap up that idea that it is this circular process, this is re-
1: repetitive process. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's life. Yeah. Life is cyclical. There's, there's ups, there's downs. It's always like, all right, yeah, we can do these things. If i if I make this decision, I need a period of implementation to understand what are the ramifications of this action? Mm. What happens as a result of these decisions that I'm making? Now we can make more informed decisions, right? But there should be for for, there should be a level of awareness or self-awareness where you're able to look at yourself accurately and say I am where I am today because of all of these decisions that I have made yes there were things that happened to you out of your control and you were able to control your response to them you are where you're at because of the decisions that you've made you are a culmination of all of your decisions Mm -hmm. if that's true then I can now go through a process very similar to the one that we've laid out today where I can assess my actions I can change so i can build some confidence in a new direction i can try to learn something new i can I, I can identify what information don't i have that i need to gather i can build that confidence in my ability to execute the thing and i can start to accomplish some goals that put me in a new direction right mm-hmm. or put me at a different endpoint than where i was when i began so rather than it being cyclical where i always come back to where i started it's cyclical, but the idea is if we're t- if we're thinking about growth and progress happening that happening that way, right? So right. over if I'm trying to grow and I want to grow in that direction, right? I want to I want to come back to this assessing phase, always just a little further down the road than I was when I started. Okay. So I'm yes I'm coming back and I'm cyclical, but every time and every iteration I make a little bit more progress towards the direction that I said was important to me, to my goals, to the life that I want to lead, right? Mm. It's the same thing that hopefully we're doing in our lives.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: We're assessing what decisions have I made that got me here? What what actions did I take that were in alignment with those decisions, right? And then what what did I accomplish? What did I achieve because of that? Now, you might find... That the decisions that you're making, the actions that you're taking, and this could be in the gym with health, fitness, exercise, or it could be outside the gym with life choices, relationship choices, is it's moving you further away from the person that you want to be. Right? Food. Oh, Maybe yeah. I'm, making, I'm assessing what should I eat. And this is a micro example on a single day. Yeah. Right? What should I eat? I build a meal. And then I achieve some sort of an outcome. Hopefully, I'm full and I'm satisfied. Okay. Now, how do I feel? We reassess. How do I feel because of that physically and psychologically? Did I eat a bunch of shit that leaves me very lethargic and foggy? And on top of that, I feel like a fat piece of shit because I just ate an entire bag of Doritos. (sighs) And I drank a 24-ounce Coca-Cola. And I smashed some gummy bears. Nice. Or do I feel good about the decisions that I've made? Do I feel like I'm moving towards progress? Do I feel like I had a nourishing meal, right? That tasted good. Mm. I felt good physically and psychologically after consuming and I've accomplished some different state. I've achieved um, a state of, you know, hopefully feeling good about yourself, feeling well, feeling properly nourished. Mm. This is why our process is cyclical because life Cyclical decisions have consequences that is cyclical in nature. It doesn't end. I mean it ends one day. Right. Right. But there are most of the decisions that we make most of the time create some sort of a some sort of a ramification or Something pattern. A Something yeah. happens down the road, even if it's a decision that we make that ends our own existence. There are reverberations of that action that affect other people, right? It could be that I lived a really great life and I died. Uh, I, I died at when, whatever, whenever my time was in my 80s or 90s, Yeah. right? So now the people who I was able to impact people over all of those years, I was able to leave in a loving way and show my family that I really care for them. Um, and I have a great, you know, memorial or... I decided to treat my body like i was a teenager at a county fair and i died when i was 50 years old from a heart condition diabetes whatever the thing was because i didn't take care of myself i achieved or i accomplished some sort of outcome that then needs to be reassessed by the people that are left behind
0: oh my god cody what did you just do to me? <laughs> oh my God. But no, no, that. Wow. Yeah, no, that is a, uh, I did not think of that. And I, now I'm following you. That is, that was huge. Um, I never thought about that way. Um, wow. I, you can carry on. I, I am like that blast me off this earth. But what, what I like about that though is obviously that's looking at life and, yep. and, and, like you said, those 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 uh, actions or the decisions we make, although yeah, our time might end, but again, that process still continues on with other people. Yeah, because you've passed that on. Because if you did eat like crap, maybe it's your son or your cousin or your grand, whatever it is, 100%. they're gonna be like, okay, I gotta make a change. Or how so that process? works. They don't. Or they yeah, or right? They're
1: yeah. your actions, um, the things that you like, that informs their decisions
0: oh, okay, I see what you're saying, passes down. We can, just, we're, either,
1: we're moving in one of two directions, directions. right? We're either yeah. moving towards the person that we want to be or we're moving away, away from, from that.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's something here, dude. There's something here. So what? I, but, so, just to bring it back, bounce yes. it back. Um, but, why, why that's yeah. important
1: for fitness, right, is because fitness is an extension of life. Yeah. Hopefully it adds value to your life. It helps you live a better life.
0: It still moves you to the person you want to be. Yep, I still, uh, I believe that fitness does help you to get to that person and be that person. Hundred percent so, agree. Um, so I think that's still important that that circle or the the idea that this is a sil- sil- cyclical, cyclical. Man, this word, yeah. this word's tough. But cyclical process
1: is that it's it doesn't end mm-hmm. because there's always times of reassessing yep. we believe that yeah. to do that well you need a phase of assessment you need an opportunity to build confidence and confidence with one-on-one mm-hmm. support and you need a phase to accomplish the things that you said were most important yeah to wrap that up you need to repeat that at regular intervals and that's what we do that's what we do with our clients and for our clients mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that i imagine makes us different
0: yeah for sure well Cody, it's been a blast. This conversation, you blew my mind by the end here with that whole uh, life talk and making decisions. Um, But is there anything else you want to talk about or wrap things up with here about the Fortitude Way, the client journey, the client process, and how everything flows? We're good. All right. Right on. Uh, It's been a fun conversation. So for those that are listening, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys leave a like. Don't forget to follow for more in the future and share with someone that you think might benefit from hearing how this uh, flows around and uh that way they can get a better understanding of what fortitude does and why they do the things they do um and maybe it'll pack consultation yeah. let's start the thing yeah dot C O. so thanks for listening we'll see you guys on the next episode Bye.